Hello and welcome back to Mariana Thinks Food. It has been a few weeks since I last podcasted, but I do not blame myself. I blame technology. I had some technical difficulties, but now we're back. And so let's keep it positive here in 2021. Thank you for tuning in today. And today's podcast is about veganism. Oh, yes, that million dollar word or trillion dollar word at this point because people are going crazy for it. So, why is the title of this podcast Veganism Tread with Care? Well, I will answer my own question. So, as there are pros and cons to everything, there is no silver bullet to this climate change phenomenon we are living in. But some people think that just by changing to veganism, that they are doing their part to reduce the effects of climate change. Which, don't get me wrong, it does something. Not perpetuating the system of industrial agriculture or factory farming, that, that helps. But there are so many things that we can do, and we don't necessarily need to shame people into being vegan. Because at the end of the day, you need to be a very well-informed vegan in order to be healthy. And we need to be healthy first. And everything else is secondary. Let's start with what defines a vegan. A vegan is someone that does not eat any animal products, whether that be chicken or even dairy products, eggs, and that also includes honey and animal derivatives. So technically, if you're also vegan, you wouldn't buy leather goods or use anything that was made from an animal body, essentially. And that's easier said than done. And obviously, it's, there are extremes. So there are people who are diehard vegans that are super strict. There are people who are occasional vegans. And then there are opposers. Little did you know that an occasional vegan could also be considered an omnivore. But hey, that's, that's just my opinion. And full disclosure, I am a self-proclaimed non-denominational omnivore. I eat everything, but I try to source my food from sustainable sources, try to eat organic when I can, and locally. And I reduce my waste by using every single bit of the animal or broccoli stem or plant leaves that I can in order to reduce my waste. But back to your regularly scheduled program, back to the vegans. So they eat a lot of plant-based foods. That's great. As long as the diet actually includes whole fruits and vegetables, legumes, whole grains, and vitamin B12 supplements. Don't forget the supplements. B12 is only found in animal products. So if you're a vegan, you need to take this supplement because it's essential for your well-being. It is necessary for the formation of blood cells, nerve sheaths, and various proteins in our bodies. It is essential for preventing megaloblastic anemia and neurological issues. Not having enough vitamin B12 may lead to defective DNA synthesis in cells, and that, my friends, can affect future generations. So take care. Furthermore, B12 is needed for the synthesis of hemoglobin, the protein that carries oxygen through our bodies. So folks, if you aren't convinced yet that you need to tread with care, you should probably repeat the last 20 seconds of this podcast and buy some vitamin B12 supplements if you're a vegan. 
Even better, contact a registered dietitian to give you advice on what you should be eating to get a complete amino acid profile and all the vitamins that you should be getting. Because honestly, we're supposed to be eating about 30 to 40 different types of foods a week. And I've been counting every day and I think I don't go past 15 a day and I'm actually making a concerted effort. So for people who aren't, you should try doing this little test and see what you're consuming. If you feel like you're completely against supplements, well, you need to have a less restrictive diet. So three ounces or 85 grams of beef liver have more than a thousand percent of your daily vitamin B12 needs. Or three ounces or 85 grams of canned tuna, about 40% of your daily needs. And one large egg, about 10% of your daily recommended value. Obviously, these are averages uh, for people with a 2,000 uh, calorie diet and averages are never correct. Um, there is a spectrum, but this is the gist. Uh, there are also fortified cereals, but please keep in mind that most cereal, if it doesn't say vegan, it's not because the vitamin B12 sources are animal sources. And so if you're being a strict vegan, please watch out for that um, and be mindful that you find B12 sources that are not animal sourced. It seems to be really cool these days to be vegan. And hey, I am all for the cause if you do it right. You reduce the number of animals that are being hurt, you increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, and you're probably learning how to cook because a lot of foods aren't vegan, and in order to eat a well-balanced diet, you will have to cook a lot of them yourself and prepare snacks, which I'm all for as long as they're healthy and not um, chips, basically, because chips, vegan pizza, vegan ice cream, aquafaba, everything. That is not being a healthy vegan. That definitely is vegan because they're animal-free and plant-based, but they have a lot of chemicals, a lot of preservatives, a lot of salt, which reminds me of this trend I've been seeing. So governments are now imposing these restrictions on sodium or at least trying to get companies to lower their sodium application in foods. It's not about the salt you put on your vegetables or your meat or your food. It's the salt that's being used to preserve these packaged foods. So beware of that. Just a little tip of the day. If it says low salt on the package, look in the back and see if they're using sodium chloride. And that is the actual salt that we know. Um, sometimes they're trying to put in a different kind of salt there um, that's more chemically so that you actually get the taste. Um, you would actually be looking for a lower amount of salt because it's estimated that around 75% of the average person's daily sodium intake is from processed foods. And that includes bread, cheese, and processed meats. Um, and in the context of veganism and being vegan, it's mostly these alternative products that, yes, cashew cheese is delicious, but look at what's in the back of the package. If it has more chemicals than you can pronounce, if it has a ton of salt and sugar to make it taste good, then you should probably be eating something else. Maybe a natural cashew butter. 
doesn't have to be cheese, or you can make your own cashew cheese. There are so many resources online with amazing vegan recipes. There are Instagram influencers, even TikTok recipes. And most of them are quite good because they take into account all the vegetables and legumes in the world and you can make really good things or you can even go to certain cultural foods. There are a lot of Asian dishes and Indian dishes that don't have any animal foods. So that naturally, you don't need to feel deprived of anything because you get all your nutrients from them. A curry with lentils and some naan on the side is a complete meal. If you've decided to go on this path or you want to go on this path, I urge you to look at all these resources. The most important thing is your health. You need to watch what you eat and see that what you're eating is good for you because everyone's different and everyone reacts to foods differently. Some people can have a really big breakfast. Other people can't stomach it. And that is fine. We're all different. We're all unique and we have different dietary restrictions. So next time you want to see a vegan documentary and you go vegan, you need to make sure that that works for you because there have been a lot of people that try it and it doesn't work for them. So you also have to be kind to yourself and say, well, I tried this diet, but it didn't work for me. So how can I still do things to help the environment and to reduce my footprint? Maybe walk or take a bike to work. Carry around a bag in your backpack, purse, pocket, whatever. So anytime you need to purchase something, you don't need to get a plastic bag or even a paper bag because that is also a waste. Do little things that over the long run will be beneficial for all of us. And I repeat, diet plays a crucial role in our overall health. Did you know that having a poor diet can increase your lifelong health costs by about 30%? You would wait in line for two hours for an iPhone if it were 30% off, wouldn't you? So why don't you invest in yourself and get 30% off your future health costs by just making sure you're having good food and being healthy. It'll save you money and time throughout your life. And with that, my spiel ends, and I urge you to eat plants in their original form with spices, herbs, dressed with cold-pressed oils and accompanied with warm, hearty whole grains. Eat the occasional fish if you want to, maybe some chicken soup or an egg. Be grateful for the life that was sacrificed for you to have your meal, and use your power of purchase to support sustainable farmers, because you are more powerful than you think. So whether it be restricting your animal intake, not taking a car to work, not using plastic goods, every little thing counts and we're all going to be working towards a better future. Thank you for tuning in today. I always appreciate having you in my audience. Please message me on Instagram or on my blog if you have any open questions or things you want me to research. I'm happy to. And as always, until next time.